Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Yo, welcome to the basement. Hey guys, thrilled to have you here. New week, new show, fired up, all kinds of things to talk about. This is my real basement, I promise. Thank you for joining me here, as I said. Today we're gonna to talk about Packers fans. I think they're fascinating right now. I love you people, I have more things to say to you people. Something I hate about the AFC West, Mahomes, Garoppolo now, Russell Wilson, Herbert, we have to get into that. And then an interesting debate, philosophically, do you care more about your alma mater winning in sports or your local professional sports team? There's this great debate going on. Where do you come out? We'll get into it. Plus, we're going to do takes on takes. Stephen A. Smith versus Colin Coward. What a show. Let's start with what I love, what I hate, and what's hilarious. Roll it. I love the state of Packers fans right now. Packers Nation. What an interesting time. I genuinely mean that. It's great observations, seeing how they're reacting to the Aaron Rodgers transition, the Jordan Love waiting in the wings. Are they in their feelings? Do they feel excited? Are they nervous? Are they angry? Are they gleeful? I think it's all of the above. I talked to Packers fans. I had a seat right here last week on the show and said, listen, you wonderful people who I love. I consider myself a, a childhood Raised in Wisconsin, spent my summers. I love Wisconsin. I want to retire to Wisconsin someday. You guys have no idea. You just have no idea what it's like. You people who are gleefully celebrating and um, rejoicing in the impending Aaron Rodgers departure, pump the brakes. You just don't know. It's rough out there without a Hall of Fame quarterback. It's rough out there without a Pro Bowl quarterback. And I genuinely think Given 30 years of Rodgers and Favre, there are so many Packers fans who just don't even know what it's like to not have, not a Hall of Famer, a first ballot Hall of Famer. And those of you who were there pre-Favre, I'm not convinced you completely remember. I just don't know if it was a long time ago. I don't blame you. And I thought the reaction that came in over the weekend was interesting. There was a lot of people saying, I'm making the same point. We should hope that Rodgers stays. We hope he changes his mind. He makes us matter every single year. And then there's a lot of Packers fans saying, I'm sick of it. I gotta move on. I can't take him anymore. Just get him out of here. And then there's the reason one saying, I wanna see what Jordan Love has. You know, I love Aaron and I had his jersey and he's great, but it's just time. And we'll get into that too. But it is that particular subsection, and it is a subsection, and it is a minority, I understand, but it's vocal, and I hear their radio calls, and I see their tweets, both to me and to the general public, saying, get that weirdo out of here. I'm done with him. Just be careful. I think the best thing that could happen to the Packers organization, I'm not kidding, is if Aaron Rodgers does a complete 180, there's a reconciliation, there's a meeting, there's a kumbaya, and Rodgers changes courses as I'm coming back to Titletown, and we're really gonna do this thing. That's what I think the best thing is for their football. And if you need just a little bit of perspective, just look around the division. Look around. You have the Vikings who can never get over the hump, sometimes can't even get to the hump. You have the Detroit Lions who have one playoff win in the last 50 years. You have the Chicago Bears who have been looking for a quarterback for over 100 years. And then you got you guys. 
who have the best quarterback I have ever seen, and he's about to leave because he can't get along, and they don't want to do it anymore, and they're just sick of each other. Not because he's washed up or retired. They just don't want to do it anymore. And I think it's wrong, and I hate it. And I want to see Packers, the Packers jersey on Rodgers to finish his career. I really do. And I've seen all these responses. I've seen Packers fans say, bringing Aaron back would just be the definition of insanity. You win every year. You matter every year. If you were losing and you were repeating yourself and expecting different results, that's the definition of insanity. You matter every year. You want to repeat that. A couple years ago, you were one throw away from going to the title game, going to the Super Bowl. The coach pulled Rodgers off the field. Last year, home playoff game. This year, you had one game to win to get in the playoffs. There are a lot of teams, a lot of fan bases that would cut a pinky off to have a home game to get in the playoffs. It's just perspective. As I said, I love Packers fans probably more than most fan bases in all of sports and all around the world. In the quarterback sense, Packer fans remind me of trust fund kids. They've never had to worry about things that the rest of us worry about. Trust fund kids were born wealthy. It's a very, very wealthy parents, generational wealth. They don't worry about money. They don't worry about paying bills. They grow up older. They're not worried, can I send my kids to college? Can I make the mortgage? None of that stuff. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. They were just born into money. They have a different set of concerns. Packers fans for three decades have not had to worry about quarterback play. It's always great. It's always fantastic. It's rough out there, man. It's really rough. I have seen it both with my Chicago roots, watching the Bears just flounder and flounder, and I've seen it with what I do for a living now, watching all these different fan bases and all these different franchises. There are franchises that are just losers, and they can't find a quarterback, and they think they do, and then he's not the guy they thought he was, and they draft, and they redraft, and they trade, and they free agency, and it just never works out. That's someone who doesn't know if they're going to be able to make, make rent that month. Packers fans are just blessed. They just have had generational quarterback wealth, and they're so fortunate to have it. I just don't understand them saying, goodbye, it's out of here, I I'm done with it. I'm sure the next guy will be great. And even if he isn't, I just want to be rid of this guy. That's, the, that's a very strong subsection there. The ones there, Rodgers is just so annoying, get him out of here. I just, I look at the Rodgers thing, and I say, I need to know why you are glad he's leaving. In fact, why is Rodgers leaving? You're about to trade the best player you've ever had. I need a better explanation than it's just time. What does that mean? That's I see it all the time. It's time for a change. Get into that. Dissect that. It sounds like a cliche that you say to someone you're breaking up with just because you don't really like them and you just need a soundbite. It's time for a change. It's not you, it's me. I would take it's not you, it's me. This blasé nonsense, it's time to move on, that is, the Rodgers-Packers relationship demands more than that. More than that stupid cliche that means nothing. It's just time for a change. Time for a change like it was with the Patriots and Brady? Do you know what the Patriots have become since Brady's gone? They're sub-500. The great Bill Belichick and this incredible organization, this old school with the banners hanging in the great Hall of Famers, they are a losing team since Tom Brady left. Brady went and made the playoffs every year and won a Super Bowl. I wonder if there's some Patriots fans who said, it's just time. It's time for a change. I don't know. This is about the Packers. But when the Patriots lost their all-time great, floundering. Floundering. They've tried their young guy, just like you're going to try yours. Not really working. Certainly not the same. Let's go to some tweets. 
because uh, Jason Wildy is a guy who is in the industry. He's really well established, especially with the Packers. He saw what I said last week, and I'm not going to read all of it, but he says that I explain the idea of be careful what you wish for, which he's been talking about to the I can't wait to get rid of Rodgers crowd in recent weeks. Might be the right move to get rid of Rodgers, but don't get the celebratory nature of some of them. Neither do I. Neither do I. Because here's some other tweets. Why are Packers fans, some of them, so gleeful that the best player they've ever had is going to be playing for a different team? This guy, Brian, says, a lot of Packers fans get this as a huge risk. They know Jordan Love is no guarantee. But they've also put up with this sideshow from Rodgers for years now. The constant snipes at the front office and the coach, the lack of commitment, the McAfee BS. We're good with moving on. It's time. All right. Let me get to that in a second. But another tweet, because that is not an outlier. Another tweet. Ray says, Rodgers was an amazing quarterback, fun to watch. Last few years, though, he's been too much to take. His politics and conspiracy theories and voodoo nonsense <laughs> have been cringeworthy. Honestly excited for the future, whether Love is a Hall of Fame quarterback or just average. It's like a beautiful mystery. I don't get that at all. Take that down. I, I don't get the get rid of Rodgers because he is just so weird. Take that tweet down. I don't get it. I don't understand the, I watch him on McAfee and he's talking about this and I just can't stand it anymore. It's so strange. He's your quarterback. He's not your roommate. He's not your, your brother. He's not your friend. You're not playing golf with him. He's your quarterback. Who cares if he has thoughts on aliens? He is an alien. He wins every year. I don't care how my quarterback thinks about 9-11. I don't. I have my own set of beliefs about 9-11. I don't care what my quarterback thinks about 9-11. I care how he does on 3rd and 11. That's what I care about. What is, what the Rogers is drinking this, this tea and it's just so weird and voodoo. Who cares what he drinks? You know what Rodgers drinks? He drinks Bears fans' tears every single year, year in, year out. If you think Aaron Rodgers is washed physically, if you want to get into salary cap ramifications and his salary versus Jordan Love, that all makes sense if you really want to go that way. Personally, I don't care. I think Rodgers is worth every penny. I don't care what he does to the salary cap. I don't care what he drinks. I don't care what he believes in. I don't care what he does in the darkness or the light, any of that stuff. He's Rodgers. He's the best ever. But just don't tell me, get him out of here because he's annoying and weird. Is winning annoying? Is just rolling over on the Bears twice a year weird? Because I have a good feeling it's about to go out the window. And you've been doing it for 30 years. You want to get rid of him, fine. Just let's check in week three, week four next year when the Packers are two and two or one and three. And let's see if maybe you wish you had a do-over and wish they had patched things up and it didn't end in this messy divorce of pettiness and vindictiveness and we're just sick of them. Because I wonder if maybe you might be just begging for the weirdo and the conspiracy theories and the tea. Let's wait and find out. In the meantime, let's get to what I hate. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the time of year we're supposed to build teams up and be optimistic and you can change so much and you always see those stats about there's teams that go from last place to first place and it happens every year. I just can't get there right now with the AFC West and I'm supposed to and I would like to. I hate AFC West hype. I'm sitting at work this morning on the NFL Network and I'm asked this question which I respect which was conceived and written and produced and presented on the air and it's You know, Jimmy Garoppolo is now officially signed with the Las Vegas Raiders, reuniting with Josh McDaniels. Can the Raiders catch up with the Kansas City? Nope. (laughs) I don't even want to hear the question. I can't let even get the question get out. I can't sit here in the offseason and start saying, yeah, yeah, they can do it. The, The Raiders are going to catch up with the Chiefs. And and if they don't, it'll be the Broncos or the Chargers. No. No. I'm not doing it. I did this crap last year. You probably did it with me. I sat through countless hours of, oh, my God, look at Russell Wilson in the Instagram mock-up on the Broncos. Justin Herbert, he's really talented. Oh, man, Derek Carr, maybe this is is nothing. Chiefs were 6-0 against the division. They smacked them around like they do every single year. They won the Super Bowl. They won the MVP. It's the Chiefs. That's it. I can't. I, I will not uh, sit here and fake enthusiasm for the AFC West. I won't. It's not against Jimmy and the Raiders or even the Broncos and the Chargers. It's just extremely pro-Chiefs. I'm sitting here watching this thing, and I, 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 the Chiefs have a player of mass destruction. They got him. They're always going to have him. They have him this year, they're going to have him the next 10 years. And I've seen enough that he is currently Patrick Mahomes on a trajectory to become the best football player ever. Ever. The way he started, the way he's accomplished as a team, as a, as a, as a person, he, he's now just really in the throes of his prime. Those first four or five years for a franchise quarterback, those are warm-up years. You get a little older, you get a little more mature, then you really start to master the game. So look, Jimmy Garoppolo looks sexy as hell in that Raiders uniform, and Great. Maybe the Raiders will make the playoffs. I'm not saying they won't. I'm just not sitting here and saying they're going to chase down the Chiefs. It's a player of mass destruction. I look at it in in the the Westeros, the Seven Kingdoms. Khaleesi's got the dragons. Good night. We're burning the city down. You can do your stupid arrows, and you can have all your soldiers, and you can try to use witchcraft. We got dragons. Dracarys. Good night. Sorry. That's the Chiefs. And it's not fun because... Parody is fun, and and upsets, and teams getting knocked down, and comebacks. Domination. We can talk, we can have a conversation when Kelsey hangs it up. 
and we'll see if he has enough supplies around him, Mahomes. But Jesus, we spent six months talking about how Tyreek Hill is gone and how will that affect the Chiefs? MVP, Super Bowl win, beat a really good Eagles team in the Super Bowl. Bye, get out of here. I, pardon me if I'm not doing backflips for the Jimmy Garoppolo Raiders or the Chargers who just made us all laugh in the playoffs or the Broncos, oh, holy crap, because Sean Payton is there. And you know, Sean Payton in this offseason has become some combination of Vince Lombardi and Don Shula and Bill Walsh. No, it's, it's the Chiefs. And I look back to my childhood as a fan and a worshiper and even sort of distantly a, a neighbor of Michael Jordan in the same general area. And every year is the offseason. It was, oh man, this Knicks team, this could be the team. Oh man, this, these Pacers, these great Pacers, they got Reggie and they got uh, Dale Davis and they got Antonio Davis and they got Rick Smits and I think this is the team. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope, never. Never. This Utah team, I think they're due. Carl Malone and Stockton, and nope, beat them twice. That's what, that was, it was just, they had Jordan. And they, they, screw you, that's it, it's over. I think this is the closest thing we've seen to Michael Jordan in the NFL. I really do. Just the dominant force who gets it done one way or another. The only time he was beaten, Mahomes was beaten in the Super Bowl because he had high school guys in front of him on the offensive line. He still almost pulled that thing out. Put on a show. I, I, Raiders fans, Chargers fans, Broncos fans, there's a wild card just sitting there. Go get it. Because I cannot sit here in March, or I can't sit here in September when that comes and say, I like it. I think the Chiefs are vulnerable. I've learned my lesson. If you're saying it, you haven't. It's the Chiefs league. You better believe it's the Chiefs division. Let's move on to what's hilarious. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I'm not being exactly subtle about it, but I am uh, wearing a garment right now uh, of my alma mater. Let's go to the sky cam. If you needed any more, uh, any more adornment, uh, you just come over here and I have roughly three foot by five foot banner. This is a small little room and about 60% of it right now is uh, about Princeton. Um, Princeton won again over the weekend. Just absolutely beat the crap out of Missouri in the round of 32. The game was never close, it was never interesting, and they're under the Sweet 16. And I wasn't excited watching it, not in a, in a vacuum. I was really proud. And I, listen, I didn't go to Ohio State or Alabama. I don't have experience watching my alma mater do crazy things on a big national level with millions of people watching. And it felt so good. And I was surprised how good it felt because so you think it'd be obvious, predictable, you get excited. No, it was like something childhood, almost like a parental pride that I had. And I started to think and I started to tweet and I started to drink tequila and I was thinking, you know, I think watching your alma mater win on a huge stage is more satisfying and just better than watching whatever your favorite pro sports team is. So let's just use the Ohio example for a, for a minute. Let's say you were born and raised in Cincinnati and you ended up going to Ohio State, 
Which feels better, an Ohio State National Championship or a Cincinnati Bengals Super Bowl? Now maybe that's a rough example because Cincinnati hasn't had that Super Bowl championship and Ohio State has had the big one, but all kinds of opinions come flying in. And mine is very strongly, very strongly in the alma mater. I think watching kids who are going to school, kids, teenagers, most of them, teenagers who are going to the same school you went to and we're in the same cafeterias and the same lecture halls and the same bars doing the same things makes you have an immediate and very strong kinship with them. That they went to the same places and sat in the same spots and wow, I feel like kind of a brotherhood or brother sisterhood with that athlete. Whereas you turn on your local NFL team and you love them and you've been a fan for years and years and years, but whoever that player is that they drafted or signed, he's not from there. He's just there because they gave him the biggest contract or they drafted him the highest. There's this sort of, um, I don't know, like a little bit more of a joyless professional factor and the money is there and everything. If you're watching, let's say you, you're, let's go, you, uh, you went to the MAC and you're watching your MAC schools, the NCAA tournament, and some kid hits a three-pointer from the corner and he's a history major who's not going to sniff the NBA. Isn't that in a way more exciting that you and he went to the same school than if you're a fan of the NBA and Kevin Durant makes a three? I just think it's more incredible and I think it makes you more proud and it, you immediately have this connection with them. So fun. A lot of people disagreed with me. A lot of people that either I talked to today at Good Morning Football or people on, on, on social media, they're like, no, 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 the pro team. And I think the take there is maybe it's the highest possible level. It's, the, it's, it's not college. It's not amateur. It's... It's the big dog. It's not, um, you know, it's not the, the NCAA tournament. It's the NBA Finals. It's not the College Baseball World Series. It's the actual World Series. And I get that. It's the highest. I just, I, I, I watch these, these Princeton kids and I'm like, I, I was such an idiot in, in college, just sitting around playing video games and like going to lecture and then going out for beer. I was just so dumb. You telling me that kid who just posted up the Missouri guy and hit a turn on jump shots doing the same dumb crap I was? And I imagine there's a lot of you out there who have seen your alma mater do great things, maybe even in this tournament. Hopefully you didn't go to Creighton because I hope Princeton beats them this week. But I just think there's a much different, almost, again, I'll say the word parental. Not excitement, but pride in seeing your alma mater. Let's bring in super producer Michael Flynn. Flynn, tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm right. You're there at home. State for the record for the people, uh, your pro sports loyalties and your alma mater. And where do you come out on this? My pro sports loyalties would have to be the Mets in baseball and the Jets in football. Uh, my mm -hmm. alma mater, I don't know if you knew this, I don't think we've ever spoken about this, but is in the Mac. I'm a proud Manhattan College Jasper uh, and maybe cool. a little and maybe a little bit biased there. Entire family went there. My mom was actually the point guard on the first ever Lady Jaspers team as in the Hall of Fame. Uh, awesome. But it's, col it's college. And I was watching you on Good Morning Football this morning. I couldn't believe that everybody else was disagreeing with you. It's with the college team, you you have skin in the game. And it's also just this, it's not necessarily a team that you're following year round like you are with your pro sports team. I mean, look at you. We've barely spoken about Princeton in the first six months of the show. And now in yeah. this last week, you're all rah-rah Princeton just because the, all those emotions come back and it's just the feeling of you have been there. It's something that you have mm -hmm. like lived through that just makes it great where for, for a professional sports team, I just feel like there are so many moments with it, with your professional sports team where ownership is aggravating you or players are yeah. aggravating you and they're constantly changing where the 
highs and lows of the professional sports team can be so extreme, whereas your college team, the highs are incredible and the lows you almost don't even realize because you're not even playing that close attention, which maybe makes you less of a fan, but that also mm -hmm. makes it just an extreme adrenaline rush when it comes to that point. Does that make sense? It does. And I'm trying to remember, Flynn, don't the Jaspers show up in the tournament sometimes? The Jaspers were last there. They had back-to-back -back conference championships in 2014 and 2015. Yeah. Uh, they've won, they didn't win either game. They were one of the first four teams in 2015, and we're like, oh, we're finally going to win one, and we didn't. Um, but they had a big win back in 2003, 2004. They knocked off Florida. So they've had a little bit of success, just not since I've been there. Well, I also think... like. It like Princeton right now, never mind that I went there or anything, it's a 15 seed. Like they've won two, two games. It's very unusual. So like, imagine if when, imagine like the dream runs, let's say you're an alumnus of George Mason when they went all the way through the tournament or VCU, you're like, you must be losing your mind because it's not like they, oh my God, we got in the tournament. That's cool. And they lost by 30. They won, they won again. Like imagine being an alumnus of the Cinderella team. I think that I am one win away from getting to live that out. If they beat Creighton, Princeton as a 15 is in the Elite Eight. <laughs> That's unbelievable. So I'm, look, I don't, I kind of in a weird position because I don't truly have an NFL team that I root for now, like not as a child. But if I didn't work in the NFL, like wouldn't I be more excited about Princeton maybe going to the Elite Eight than let's say, you know, the the, the Browns would be like in the, the divisional round? That's how I feel. I, I just think the college is better. I agree with you completely. Is there a moment if they advance to Elite Eight, if they advance to Final Four, are you getting on a plane and traveling? Will you travel with Princeton? It's a good question. I had a couple of buddies who sent the selfie from the Sweet 16 or the, or the Sweet 16 game. Uh, they are actually the what are, the, the second game. So they were at this last one versus Missouri because after they won the first one, they're like, I'm going. So I wasn't there yet, but I would think you don't want to gamble and say, if they get to the final four, I'll get there. The problem is the game, the next game's Thursday. Like I, I don't, I think it's on the other side of the country too. I don't even know. So I don't think I can get to that one. I, I think probably final four, I'll be doing it from Kyle Brandt's basement. I don't know where the final four is this year. I'm not even plugged into it. So if they get to the final four, yeah, hell yes, I'm going, I'm going. Yes. Yes, it don't, that's what I'm saying. It makes it better that you're not plugged into it because it just comes out of nowhere and, bring, and brings back. May, maybe the people who are on the opposite side of this argument didn't have a good college experience. Maybe they have some demons there that they don't want to revisit, yeah. that they yeah. don't want to associate yeah. with the school. But no, I'm all for the alma mater here. All right. And what's your mother's first name? Just so we can just that's a, give her acknowledgement for being the first uh, uh, player. Patricia McGrail Flynn, Trish the Dish. She was the point guard. Big on assists. <laughs> yep. That's great. Trish the Dish, a Jasper legend. Yep. That's amazing, Flynn. I'm, I'm not even kidding. That's very, very cool. Um, I'm glad you agree with me. I'm sure Trish the Dish would as well. Go Jaspers. I'm going to throw a dart. Let's wrap up the show. Thanks, Flynn. That was incredible. Who knew he was going to come with the family nugget like that? All right. Trish the dish, and if she was like, if she had been a shooter or a shooting guard, she could have been like swish for Trish. All kinds of ways to go with that. Right now, it'd be a hashtag if she was doing it now. Uh, whatever number I hit, there's a topic that corresponds to it. That is off the board and terrible. I needed a catch and shoot so I could set up properly from Trish the dish. Here we go. Pretend like I'm catching it, and then yeah, there we go. Five. That is a five on the topic list. What is numero cinco? Favorite candy. Favorite candy. 
Um, um, man. All right, so there's a lot of candy in my home just year round because we got a nine year old and a six year old and then you know my wife's not afraid of it either and frankly neither am I. We like candy, we like this stuff here. So uh, you, first you have to decide chocolate or fruity and I do like the fruity candy a lot but it's, since I read the question for the first time I just, I'm just gonna go for it. I, I think it's a peanut butter cup and you could just do the straight old fashioned Reese's or you could do like the really fancy, delicious dark chocolate ones from Trader Joe's. Damn. Man, you could plow through that little plastic bucket of those in 16 minutes, easily. I think it's a peanut butter cup. I really do. It's just fantastic. I'll occasionally order peanut butter cup ice cream when I'm hating myself. Um, it's, the peanut butter people are peanut butter people. We find it, we smell it, we seek it out like a bloodhound, and then we devour it. And the easiest way to do it, uh, short of eating with a, spoon out of the jar, which I've also done, is just having that delicious little cup with the little sharp spikes around the top. It's fantastic. Peanut butter cup. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we're, Scott Van Pelt, the legend, on the show tomorrow. Coming into the basement, we're going to do the sports media Death Star, where we use our giant laser to destroy the things we hate in sports media. Can't wait to hear SVP on that. He's coming in. Hope you will join us as well. Until then, exit through the garage, close the door on your way out. See you, love you, tomorrow.